0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today really was a hymn we just sang. Uh, I can't put what I'm about to preach in any better words. I I hope you were paying attention to the words you were singing. Our text for today from Revelation talks about that kind of thing. He says, God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And then he who was seated on his throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Dear friends of Christ, I have a challenge for you. Type in crying in your browser on your cell phone. Maybe not now, but if you do that, you'll see a picture. If you look at the images, you'll see pictures of lots of people crying, lots of children. And it's, it's, it's distressing. To see those kids, their eyes are swollen red, their noses are running, the tears are flowing, their mouths are wide open in distress. And the adults look distressed too, and I guess so, because if you're crying, you're going to be distressed. However, tears aren't always a sign of distress and trouble. Sometimes you have tears of joy, like when a mother first holds her infant son, or when a father walks his daughter down the aisle on her wedding day but the truth is this nobody can pass through this life without tears either tears of sadness or tears of joy now I don't cry much but when I do it's usually about family right because we love them so much and I remember the tears that I shed on the day when my father died and those were sad tears But I'm going to embrace my Father again someday, right? We're going to embrace. And on that day, I will shed tears. But those will be tears of joy. I don't know what you think about heaven. There's all kinds of images, mental things. People think that we're going to be living in the clouds. No, heaven is going to be very familiar to what we live in now, just without all the hurt and pain. The Bible gives us many images, and of course, many of those images come from the book of Revelation itself. In Revelation, John was privileged to see the future. And he wrote, Then I saw the new heaven and the new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. What's going to happen to this heaven? What's going to happen to this earth? Well, the Bible says that when Christ comes, it's going to be destroyed by um, uh, incredible heat. All the elements are going to be melted. Can you imagine the heat that it takes to melt all the elements of the universe? All the elements get melted into one hot, molten thing. And then from that, God will recreate, reform, remold, reshape a new heaven and a new earth. John heard a voice from heaven saying, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor crying, nor pain, for the old order of things has passed away. So our theme for this morning, one foot on earth, the other foot in heaven. Do you live that way? You should. Because you have, as a Christian, one foot here and one foot firmly planted there. Whether you realize it or not, that's the reality. That's what you confess, that's what you believe. God created the world all oh, thousands of years ago. You know, we say six thousand years ago. He spoke everything into existence and it formed out of nothing. In a moment, in a moment it came to be. And then Adam and Eve fell into sin, then you have the curse of sin, and of course, now everything's ruined. Not only are you ruined and and, and people ruined because of sin, the whole universe is ruined and is falling apart. So it all has to be remade. The universe needs new heavenly bodies. We need new sinless bodies. Everything remade. So on the day when Christ finally comes back again, God's going to melt all of the elements of the earth and reform that new heaven and that new earth from the old heaven and from the old earth. It's going to happen in a moment of time, and we will be given glorified bodies. Perfect bodies in the resurrection of all flesh as our bodies rise in the grave. The sinless bodies, bodies that will live forever. Is that worth waiting for? Yes. So know this, you're not going to become an angel. Don't believe that lie. That's what you see on TV. Or that's what many Christians think. Oh, someday when when I die, I'll be an angel. No. Angels are angels. People are people. Always will be. Don't believe the lie of reincarnation. If you think we're going to be reincarnated in the next life, you're not a Christian. That's a whole different religion. Because Christians believe in the resurrection. Jesus died. Jesus rose. His people are going to die. And they're going to rise. And you are going to be you your body you're going to live in your body for all eternity and you'll live in the new heaven and you'll live in the new earth the bible calls it the home of righteousness that word righteousness means it's all right there's nothing wrong it's right and you're going to live in that perfection the same kind of perfection that adam and eve lived in when they lived in the garden of eden without sin this promise of the new heaven and the new earth should have a profound effect on how you live as a person here on this earth right now. You should wake up in the morning. That should make a difference. One foot firmly planted in this life, one foot constantly planted in the life to come. You know, a person who's driving an old jalopy can deal with that old jalopy as long as they know that they'll eventually be driving a Ferrari. Right? And that's the way it is for us. You may not like your body the way it is. Maybe it's sick. Maybe your body's gotten too old. Maybe there are broken parts. Well, the cure is found in the resurrection. Listen, Easter is more than just a victory over sin and death. That's sufficient. Easter is a promise of eternal victory for your body. It's a bodily victory. Are you struggling? It's temporary, right? You won't struggle in heaven. Are you sick? It's temporary. There's no sickness in heaven. Are you depressed? Discouraged? Crying? Angry? Frustrated? None of those things are in heaven. And here's the thing. As believers in Christ's promise, we live with one foot firmly planted here where there's the tears and and the anger and the frustration and one foot firmly planted in the life to come where there's none of that. So how do you live? Well, that's why John was able to write of that reality. God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death shall be no more, neither shall there be Mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. No more pain. For the former things have passed away. And he who is sitting on a throne, God, our Lord Jesus Christ, said, Behold, I'm making everything brand new. God's going to make all things new, including you. Can you imagine a brand new you? That's difficult to do, isn't it, as you look at yourself in the mirror. Now, if you're young and you see a young you, maybe that's not so hard to imagine. But as you get gray hair and and your your body stops working and you look in that mirror, it's kind of hard to imagine a new you. And yet that's exactly what God does. He gives you a new you. Can you imagine a body that never wears out? A body that never grows old? a body that lives forever without pain. Paul was able to imagine it. He wrote about it. In fact, Paul calls all the daily struggles, all the daily woes we have in this life, even death, a momentary and light affliction. A light and momentary. He, he says, he talks about the now and not yet, right? The foot firmly planted in here and the, another foot firmly planted constantly in the life to come the now and not yet our present suffering is light and temporary are your burdens light and temporary The bible says they are it's a matter of perspective what do you believe our present suffering is light and temporary and it's producing for us an eternal weight of glory that is greater than anything that we can ever imagine and I can imagine some great things. We don't look for things that can, that can be seen, but for things that can't be seen. Things that can be seen are only temporary, but things that can't be seen last forever. God's word is not mine. The plans for this new heaven and new earth are all in place. And his careful planning, in his careful planning, our Lord Jesus Christ has figured out how he's going to bring you into that most beautiful place that you've ever seen. He's going to show it to you someday. John describes the beauty of heaven this way, And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully addressed for her husband. Hebrews 12 describes heaven this way, But you've come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven. Now, notice it it doesn't say you will come into Jerusalem, it says you have come, present tense. You're there. This is where you are. You have come. One foot firmly planted in this life, and one foot firmly, constantly planted in the life to come. And how does that change how you live this life? It makes it a certainty, doesn't it? The Christian church is a, beautiful, is a bride beautifully dressed and adorned for her husband on wedding day. And Jesus does that. He dresses you in the robes of His righteousness. He dresses you and He makes you presentable to God each and every day so that you're already ready to go home at any moment because of the blood of Christ. He washes you of all your sins. He wraps you with His righteousness. Last week in Revelation, we heard John ask the question, Who are these with palm branches and wearing white robes? Do you remember what the answer was? These are they that have come out of the great tribulation. They came out of the suffering and the pain and the sickness and the death. But they've washed their robes and they made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You're perfect in the blood of the Lamb. You've been justified, you've been declared holy, you've been declared not guilty, and the judge of the eternal court of justice has declared you to be be his own. You belong to him by his own declaration. And because of that you can be certain. It's not something you've done, it's something Jesus has done for you. Simply believe. John wrote, And I heard a loud voice, that would be Jesus, right? I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. The Greek word for dwelling is interesting here, because it can be also translated tent. That's Old Testament language. That's Old Testament images. It takes us back when the children of Israel were wandering through the wilderness to the promised land. And God dwelt with them, a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. And the cloud and the fire rested over the tabernacle. The tabernacle is a tent, the dwelling place of God. And so as they wandered through that wilderness, God was close to them. They saw him every day. Can you imagine seeing God every day? Seeing his presence, knowing he's there, they did. They still wandered away from him. Still built a golden calf. Isn't that strange? But they saw his presence every day. And that's the way heaven will be like. Heaven, in heaven, we will be close to God like that. And God will be close to us. However, heaven's going to be different. Because we're going to see God face to face. We are going to live in the presence of his divine glory. We're going to bask in his divine majesty. And John saw it all. He saw God sitting on his throne saying, behold, I'm making everything new. And then he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy. These words are true. And God did not say, no, it's up to us to make ourselves new. And we can't do that. Jeremiah 17, 6 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? Our souls are corrupt. Our bodies are corrupt. They're ruined with sinful thoughts, sinful deeds. No, we don't have the ability to make ourselves new. We don't have the righteousness. And we don't have the right. But Jesus does. And he takes our sinful nature by his power, and he gives us a completely new nature. He gives us a holy nature, and he makes us righteous. That's why Paul wrote, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Present tense. One foot firmly planted in this life, and the other foot firmly planted in the holy life that is to come. That's how we live as Christians. And the words of Jesus says this is trustworthy and true. You can depend on it. And he tells us it's done. It's done. I am the alpha and the omega. I'm the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. It is done. Jesus said from the cross, it is finished. It's accomplished. It's here today. It is yours. It belongs to you. Embrace it. And Jesus invites you to drink freely from the waters of forgiveness. And drink freely of your salvation. Live daily in the Easter victory. With one foot firmly planted in the tears of this life and one foot firmly planted in the life where there is no more tears. Live believing. Live in the joy of what's to come. And think how important it is to know that you're loved. Think how important it is for those children, those images that you look up when you type in crying. How important it is for those children who have swollen eyes and they're red, their tears are flowing with eyes, their, their noses are running, their mouth is open in distress. How important it is for those children to know that they're loved, that they need Jesus. And you know what they need? They need heaven. A place where there's no more sin, no more death. They need a Savior. A place where there's no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain anymore for the former things have passed away. They need heaven, and so do you. John says in his epistle, We will see him as he is, Psalm 23 tells us that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And dwelling in the house of the Lord is to be in the eternal joys of heaven when we see God face to face and we live in the presence of his glory. It means you'll know his love firsthand, it means you'll see it every day. There will be no more questions, no more doubting, and you'll live with no more tears. And when we see each other in heaven for the first time, I know there'll be tears. Lots of tears. But we won't shed tears of sorrow, will we? Tears of joy. Amen. Lord, come quickly. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.